Hey everybody, welcome to At Large Bid, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. I'm Tim Daniel. You know, normally I'm joined by Ryan Luster and Taylor Bergfeld, but they are not here this week. Um, but we still have a great episode for you. I'm lucky enough to be joined by the new coach at Northern Kentucky University, Mr. Darren Horn. Uh, this is my second time I got to talk to Darren. I was at his press conference, and he likes me so far. I'm doing so we're doing well so far. Um, but Darren's great. It's a good 25 minute interview. You guys get to hear him talk about what NKU means to him, and what the job has been like so far. We talk about some of his past stops. Uh, we discuss a lot of interesting topics in the world of college basketball. And he even gets into a little bit how he wants to schedule the program for the future. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. I want you to listen to the whole thing. Uh, without further ado, here's our interview with Darren Horn. And if you do like it, we're going to have plenty more of this. 48 Minutes Network, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, all the above. Check it out. Can't wait. All right, folks, um, not every day here on At-Large Bid on the 48 Minutes Network, we get a Division One basketball coach to join us, but I'm blessed and fortunate to have the new coach at Northern Kentucky University Norse, Mr. Darren Horn. Darren, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here. How you doing? I'm glad to be here, man. Excited to be the Norse head coach at, at Northern Kentucky University and, and to be on your podcast, man. Good stuff. This is exciting. Uh, this is my second time I've gotten to talk to you, so obviously you're not tired of me yet. <laughs> not yet, right? But yeah. uh, but the same is true in reverse because uh, when you just get a job, uh, everything's exciting and you're, and you're undefeated. So uh, you may have a different opinion of me after a few games as well. <laughs> no, not till you cut me off an oppressor. You know, it's only happened to me twice actually in my career. But you know, we'll get there. Not until Greg Popovich you. <laughs> right, exactly. I hope so. That would be a cool moment. Uh, <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit, man. Obviously, first things first, um, you've now had the job for about a couple weeks. I know you're doing a lot of recruiting. Um, you've been meeting a lot of fans and a lot of student alumni, uh, doing a lot of the galas and things like that. So have you caught up on sleep yet? No, absolutely not. There's, uh, there's too much to be done uh, between, as you said, recruiting and getting out on campus and, and meeting with boosters and uh, just kind of doing all the things that go with the basketball program, uh, especially in transition. Uh, hadn't been a lot of time for rest, but uh, it's a it's a good kind of tired man because uh, the energy at our university and, and in our basketball program just uh, kind of keeps you energized, uh, even though you're not getting a lot of sleep right now. Well, I can say, man, um, I've been around the program now. This will be my third season coming up, and obviously I love John. John's great. I wish John the, all the success that you see. Um, but, you know, being in your presser and being around you in your first media obligations, you knocked it out of the park. You killed it. You you know, you've got so many people who are energized. I'm at the barber shop the other day, and they're talking about Darren Horn, the new NKU coach. So, like, you're making some you're making some noise, my friend. Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, people are going to be excited if you're excited, you know, Tim, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about what's going on in our program. And a big part of that is because of what uh, John and his staff and, and then the players that uh, are not only leaving like Drew McDonald, but the ones that we have back uh, have done. It's just uh, such a, a great opportunity for me to, to be in a place that cares about basketball, uh, that has good tradition, where uh, people are excited about it. 
And, uh, you know, there's an opportunity not, not only to win now, but to continue to build it to grow uh, even more. And uh, there just aren't a lot of chances to be able to do that at these kind of schools. And so I recognize I'm very fortunate. And, and to be able to do it uh, in, in my home state is, is something that uh, I really uh, am thankful for. I think where you have, like, what's really unique, where a lot of coaches, well, I don't like to use the term mid-major. Maybe, you know, you've been around a while, obviously, so maybe that's something you're cool with. Um, but you're kind of in a situation a lot of coaches aren't in where truly, like, you have a lot of guys within a two-hour radius that understand you and, like, you know, are going through the same things you are. You've got Travis and John, you know, just across the river 20 minutes, and then two hours south you got Chris and John Calipari. So it's like you're around four big-time coaches, so it's like you have guys you can go to very quickly and very easily who are going through some of the same things you are. And I'm sure that's pretty pretty refreshing when you think about it. No, I mean, it's great. This is, there, there's no question this is basketball country. In fact, in fact I had a, a coach from Texas uh, send me a text to congratulate me, and, and, and when I hit him back, one of the things I said was, man, if you want to take a basketball trip, there's no better place to come because right. you can draw a two-hour circle around northern Kentucky and get to so many of those schools that you just mentioned and, and then some. It's just it's, it, it's basketball country, and, and it's, it starts when kids are seven years old and it goes all the way through uh, the outstanding college programs that you mentioned. And, and there's an element of that that uh, when you grow up in it the way I did, when you played in it, in high school and college the way I did, and when you coached in it as a college head coach the way I did at Western Kentucky, to be able to come back to that is is really something truly special and, and gets you excited to get up every day and go to work uh, to, to try to make sure that Northern Kentucky is, is mentioned in that same breath with great basketball programs in the area. Man, you have brought so much cool attention to Northern Kentucky. Like I said, I'm lucky. I've been around the program for a couple of years, gotten to, know, gotten to know a lot of the players, gotten to know – you know, the guys have been in and out of the door. Um, but the day you were announced as a job, John Rothstein tweets about it. Jeff Goodman tweets about it. Jay Billis congratulates you. Dwayne Way congratulates you. I mean, obviously, those are guys you've, you know, really seen really grow to be basketball players. But you've got so much national attention. I know you had that ESPN tenure, too. But, like, I'm sure you understand, like, how cool that is for NKU that you're, get, that you're bringing this attention to that program. Well, I think if it says anything, it just says I'm getting old, man. <laughs> you know, that, that I've been around uh, around the game long enough uh, to know some people, and, and there's no question that being away from the game in terms of coaching and and being in uh, uh, in media and with TV and ESPN uh, gave me the opportunity to, to branch out even more and build even greater relationships, specifically uh, in the media. But uh, you know. I, I think it says that you know I've been around a long time and, and have, the, have had the opportunity to, to build relationships with a lot of people. And, and you know, if you stay in this thing long enough, Tim, you realize that really, it really, all there is in this in, in this business is relationships. And so, hopefully, we'll be able to utilize some of that experience and those relationships uh, to help benefit uh, the North basketball program and, and help NKU continue to grow. Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely get to basketball conversations, I promise. The last goofy question I guess I have in this scenario is, have we gotten a booking yet for you to throw the first pitch at a Reds game? Have we got? Have we made this happen? <laughs> Not yet. I need to get my arm loose, man. I want to be able to throw out a first pitch. You know, I like to, I like to bring the heat to let them know that, that I used to be able to throw it back in my Little League days. But <laughs> last time I did that was in South Carolina, and I was so worried about throwing it hard. 
because uh, I didn't want to look like a sissy that I threw it in the dirt. So uh, <laughs> I want to come with some level of speed, but also a little bit of accuracy as well. Well, Darren Channing Fry just had a pretty rough one. I'm sure you saw it. So I think you're I think you're okay. And, I can't do worse than him, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Channing, but yeah, absolutely. So obviously, talking hoops, man. That's what your that is your life. That is you are a ball coach, obviously, like you said in your presser. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about how you got to here. And uh, one of the things I want to talk about, I know everyone talks about your turn in your Western. You guys got to the Sweet 16. You had an amazing athlete in Courtney Lee. You had a great team. But I want to start truly, man, 2003. Now, there's a reason I'm bringing this up. You talk about how Kentucky mattered, basketball matters. It was the thing that stuck with me the most. 2003, the Elite Eight, you're on Tom Crean's staff. You have a little guard there by the name of Mark, but Dwayne Wade. I, I mean, I, I guess he did okay in his NBA career. And you guys beat the number decent one team in the player. country. Yeah, pretty decent. And you guys play the number one team in the country, Kentucky, and beat them. My question is not, what did you guys do and how did you game plan? My question is, Darren, at what point did Tom and staff say, all right, guys, we're just going to give the ball to Dwayne, and he's going to take us to the promised land? You know, I very vividly remember, Tim, uh, being in the locker room the day before the game and Coach Crean addressing the team and feeling like when he was done, even a little bit before he was done, while he was talking and looking around the room and looking our guys' eyes and feeling like we're, we're going to win this game. Uh, I just, you know, these guys believe it. Uh, I actually thought we were better than Kentucky. And, you know, to go out and, and do that was uh, something that was great. To, to know that Dwayne Wade was going to play the way he did and have at that time, I think, only the third triple-double in the NCAA tournament history, I don't think anybody would have predicted that. But we knew we had a really good player. He'd already played really well in the, in the couple games leading up to that game. But uh, that was, was really an awesome moment uh, to be a part of and, and to watch those guys do that and it. And it was really four years in the making. And, and obviously, Dwayne Wade was a huge part of it. But so were guys like Travis Diener and Steve Novak and, and the big fellow Robert Jackson uh, on the interior. is re- really a good college basketball team. Yeah, absolutely, man. I remember. So I didn't grow up a Kentucky basketball fan. I grew up a Xavier guy. So when you guys did that, I definitely wasn't sad. Um, my friends were not happy. Right. But, you know, that's, that's basketball for you. Um, obviously, you know, like you said, so you've been around a while, and you you talked about what Rupp means, and you know playing there in the high school Sweet Sixteen, and now playing at and being a Western coaching a Western being here, and you talk about just your love for this program and like where you're at now. What has jumped out to you in your first two weeks with the job that hadn't that you didn't know was going to happen coming in? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is I, I had an idea of of how important it was here and how much people cared. Uh, but now that I have had, I've had an opportunity to interact, uh, you know, on campus, out in the community, even across the river in Cincinnati, uh, I mean, people care about Northern Kentucky University, man. They care about our basketball program, and, and it means something. And so I, I knew that coming in, uh, but the extent that it's been shown has, has been even far beyond what my expectations were, and that, that, that's been really awesome to be a part of and to see. So I talked to you maybe 40 minutes after your presser, and I asked you something to the sense of, do you know how you're going to use your players yet? And you kind of said, ish, I'm still figuring that out. Um, but, you know, you've had a couple of weeks now. I know, like you said, you've been in and out and about. Have you had, you know, 
you've had, I assume, have you had more time to talk with the guys, kind of give them an idea of how you want to have them to play? Have you had a chance to watch film on your current players and kind of get an idea there? You know, watched a little bit of, of, of film on them, uh, but, but more importantly, tried to spend a little time with them all uh, last week. Um, they're all in finals this week, very busy with academics, starting to head home as they finish up uh, their academic responsibilities. But, you know, the, the, the biggest thing I continue to convey to them, really, Tim, is what I said in my press conference, that, you know, I, I've got some stuff that I can, I can learn from them because they've been really successful here, mm-hmm. which is what we want to continue to do. Uh, but, but, but also challenge them, you know, collectively and, and, and individually when I visited with them uh, about how we can get better and, and how we can grow. And, and, and probably the same stuff that, that John Brandon would have been telling them uh, if he was here. You know, I, I don't have a magic wand or a secret formula by, by any stretch, but just uh, talking to individuals about how they need to improve their games and, and uh, how we need to improve uh, collectively. And, and, you know, probably probably starts with the fact that, uh, you know, we lost maybe inarguably the best player in school history. If you look at the numbers, the all-time leading scorer and rebounder in Drew McDonald. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's interesting about that is a lot of times there's this automatic assumption that, oh, that guy's gone and everybody will just kind of slide over a spot and it'll be fine. But, you know, that's not necessarily always the case. And that's something that we're going to have to work through as a team and that individuals are going to kind of have to, to figure out on their own and, and, and work through and, and, and fight through. And, and uh, so we're going to have to redefine some of that stuff. And, you know, we talked about that, uh, you know, with guys individually and, and as a team. And, and, and the beauty of this and, and the fun of it is, is the challenge of, of working through that together. And uh, we'll get started in June uh, doing that as a team when we're allowed to get back on the floor with workouts. So, you know, obviously offense starts with a point guard. Normally the guy bringing up the ball most of the time. You have a veteran point guard that has, you know, been really good in the Horizon League. It was Rob last year of all Horizon? I'll say it. I'm not ashamed. Um, you know, it was all Horizon defense and Jalen Tate. How comforting is that for you as a coach, a new coach for a new program coming in to have not only a really good offensive point guard but a great two-way player to kind of be one of your captains for this for your team in your first year? Well, I think the biggest thing that stands out about uh, about Jalen is that. He's a guy that plays winning basketball. Yes. And as you said, it's, it's most demonstrated in the fact that he does it on both ends of the floor. And so it's less about him being a point guard. because I, I think he, he kind of did that by default last year uh, and, and handled it really well. Uh, but it's more about all the things that he does to impact winning. And whether that's playing point, distributing the basketball, uh, making plays for others, creating for himself, or, or, or making plays on the defensive end. He's a guy that impacts the game in a positive way for winning for NKU. And I, I just think you can't, you can't um, underestimate how impactful that is uh, for your team and program. So uh, to have him back is, is something that, uh, without question, is, is, is a huge asset for our team and our program. And his running man's obviously Tyler Sharp, who has set BB&T on fire at times with just the way he shoots the ball. Um, what, you know, I think what's cool about Tyler and you had it going into that situation is Tyler's been at a big time program before, you know, he played for Rick at Louisville. So he's kind of an easy guy to kind of, not only you can kind of go to who understands the pressure, like you've gone through being at South Carolina and being at Texas and places like that, but 
he understands like the player side of it. Of also, this is what happens when you go into a new regime. So is that something you kind of lean on him for to kind of talk about guys like to get them comfortable and get them all in? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about Tyler is that, you know, he's got great experience, as you said, and you want to lean on all those veteran guys uh, to, to help you uh, navigate uh, the, the process that is transition with a new coach and a new team and us getting to learn each other and, and figure out how it is that this coming team uh, can be its best. And so there's no doubt that, that Tyler will be a huge part of that. And I think what's exciting about him is, is maybe what's exciting about Jalen and, and the rest of the guys, and that is that uh, they're really good. Uh, they had good years last year, but they can all get better. Uh, you know, I mean, Tyler made 93s, I think it was, and shot 38% from the field, and I think he can make more and shoot an even higher percentage. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, this is a very talented league, I'm sure as you know, Darren. Um, there's a lot of veteran coaches in this league. Greg Campy has been around for years and years and decades, really. And then, obviously, at Detroit Mercy, you've got Mike Davis. Um, so have you had a chance to interact with the coaches from the league yet? You know, it's a veteran group, and obviously you add to that veteranism. Not calling you old, just saying that, you know. Right. That's a big, you know, that's a group of guys who have been in this league for a long time. So that's pretty cool for you, right, to kind of go in with a group of veteran coaches, maybe guys you've brushed shoulders with in the past? Well, I mean, I mean, it really is. I, I don't know a ton of them well, personally. I, I know them all through, through, you know, being in the business uh, for a long time. But uh, as you said, I think the thing that's exciting is you look at the coaches in this league and you're talking about guys that have been head coaches uh, oftentimes at multiple stops or, you know, like you said, in Greg Campy's case, a guy that's been in a program for a long time and has found a way to, to, to make his program relevant uh, over a long period of time. And uh, I love the footprint, uh, especially geographically, of, of the league and, and the fact that basketball matters at the school's uh, that, that played our conference, and uh, I think there's some rivalries uh, that are being developed, like the one that we have uh, with Wright State, Wright State, because of proximity and because both teams have been competing for for league championships or, or amongst the top of league standings. And so I, I think it's a situation where it's a league that's on the rise, uh, and a league that uh, you know we can all hope can be battling for for multiple bids one day. So you've mentioned, you know not just from coaching, but in the, on the media side and also being assistants with guys like Shaka and Cream, you know, you've, you've seen it all in college basketball. And right now there's a huge debacle and debate on the grad transfer, the, the grad transfer situation. Now, the only reason I want to bring this up and get your two cents on it, man, is you're taking over a program that had a grad transfer that played big dividends for your program. It's Nye Robinson last year. And I know it's kind of becoming a big debacle of should they and shouldn't they allow it because guys like Calipari are doing it. Do you have an opinion of like how you feel the grad transfer thing helps, or are you more or less if that kid's going to come play for me for a year but help my program win, I'll take him? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, you know players should have the freedom to to be able to do that uh, if, because if they if they're doing it, they've taken care of their academic responsibilities and they've served another program well, uh, and so you know I think if it's it's something that uh, they've earned the right to do. Uh, so to speak, they should be allowed to do it. And, and, and I think that, you know, the challenge becomes um, ma- making sure that you're taking a guy that fits your program and fits your university and, and, and yes, can help you win without question. That, that's the reason you recruit everybody. Uh, but, but I think also, you know, fits your program well and is going uh, to fit your culture well and, and uh, be the kind of guy that you want at your university and, 
and representing your basketball program. And if you can do that, then it can be a good thing. You know, I, I don't love the trend of, I think it's over 600 now, transfers in general, be a graduate uh, or otherwise. You know, that's, that's a little bit of a disturbing trend that uh, probably a longer conversation than we have on a podcast. But uh, I think the graduate transfer is, is one that, uh, you know, when done the right way, is, is really good for all, all parties involved and, and gives a young man a chance to, um, uh, you know, to pursue something that, you know, again, on a lot of levels he's earned the right to do because he's performed well someone else and is taking care of his academic responsibilities. So curious on this, kind of from the coach head coaching state of mind, and, um, you know, this is a program, and you talked about in your presser, you don't think they're far off. Texas Tech, first round, down by four at halftime. Texas Tech goes on to play in a national championship. Uh, a couple of years ago, they go to Memphis and play against Tubby Smith, lose by one. This year, they go to Central Florida. You know, they play them to the wire. They lose. They lose to Kentucky in the tournament. They play Louisville really well in the NIT. You've talked about non-conference wins and how big that can be, and obviously being Power 5 schools. How do you want to see the schedule shake out in your time at NKU for non-conference? Yeah, you know, I, I think we would eventually uh, like to get to the point where, you know, we're playing some of those kind of games uh, in the non-conference in, in a setting that's less of a, a situation that's favorable, uh, you know, to, to the teams that you mentioned earlier. You know, we'd like to be able to get somebody back in our building. We'd like to be able to get some neutral site games uh, with those kind of teams, uh, you know, I, I, that's not going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we hope it can happen moving forward. You know, I, I think the biggest way to do that is to continue to try to have success, maybe win a game in the tournament uh, at some point, and, and, and then that way it kind of makes it okay uh, for those teams to do that. You know, I think the biggest challenge we have right now is scheduling, and, and we've got quite a few games to get, uh, to be honest with you still, is that, People know that Northern Kentucky is a is a formidable opponent and a good program, and so uh, getting someone to agree to just come into the BB&T uh, is is not an easy thing to do. And so that's going to be a work in progress, but something that we definitely want to make sure that we uh, are focused on doing and building towards. That's, yeah, and I, I think that'd be awesome. That'd be fun. All right, so I did take it. I won't take too much more of your time. I obviously appreciate it. I did have a couple fan questions. I had people reach out to me. Well, that's when I was talking to you, so I would lose my fans if I didn't ask you some of these, Darren, if that's okay. Absolutely. All right. So first one, I have, uh, who do you think is the most underrated player you've ever coached? Ever coached? Um, underrated in what way? Leading to winning, uh, long-term prospect, NBA, future? Let's say, yeah, let's go NBA future. Yeah. You know, I think a guy that, that, that immediately pops to my mind is, uh, is Isaiah Taylor, uh, who I had at um, our first year at Texas. Uh, you want to talk about as good a point guard at the collegiate level as you'll ever find, uh, and a guy that's more than capable of being impactful in the NBA. Spent some time on NBA rosters, was hurt this year, and uh, was out of the league for a little bit. But uh, Isaiah Taylor is a guy that, that comes to mind immediately just because of uh, how dominant he was if, if, you, if you coached him or coached against him uh, in college and, and uh, what I think he's actually capable of doing in the NBA. This is a good one I got. 
what's the best advice you've gotten since taking the Northern Kentucky job? Uh, take your time. Take your time. Uh, you know, don't don't rush into things. Um, you know, and, and, and talking to some people that I'm close with in the business, uh, them just reminding me that, you know, it feels like you want to get everything done right away. It feels like you want to, you know, get every single person hired and every single recruit signed and, but, you know, make, make sure that you're, uh, you know, you're taking your time to, to think through things the right way, uh, not get ahead of yourself, uh, make sure that you're making good decisions and, and, and make sure that you're keeping kind of the main thing, the main thing and not getting sidetracked by stuff that's important uh, for sure. Uh, but maybe not always urgent in the transition. Yeah. Now, one of the questions I got was Skyland versus Goldstead, but I know the ever-talented Sierra Newton got that answer from me already, so I won't ask that one again. But this is a really, <laughs> this is a fun fan one. I'm wondering if you're ready for this one. Someone asked me to ask Darren Horn, what is his favorite music he's listening to right now in his morning workouts? Favorite music? Well, first of all, there's no morning workouts. There's just drag <laughs> yourself out of bed and, and get to the grind of, of building uh, Northern Kentucky basketball. Uh, but you know, music, man, I'm all over the place with music, to be honest with you. Very eclectic. I'll listen from everything uh, from uh, the Killers to old school Bon Jovi from when I grew up to country music to, uh, you know, Christian radio on, on XM. I mean, it. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit all over the place with my musical choices, to be honest with you. And I, and I try to keep up just a touch with what the guys are listening to <laughs> uh, because it helps recruiting. And I got a 15 year old and an 18 year old uh, in my own house. So uh, it keeps me it, it, probably hip or on top of it is, is, is uh, uh, overreaching a little bit, but at least aware of, of what's out there uh, uh, for the guys that we're recruiting and I'm coaching. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Well, I'm glad everyone got to know a little bit of the side of that to you, Darren. I'll tell you, man, you know, when you know, when we got off season going on, I'm a hell of a vinyl collector. If you want to trade records sometime, I'm happy to do there that. There you go. Yeah. By all means. Nice. But obviously, this is about basketball. You're the new head coach at NKU. Like I said, I'm so excited you're here. Everyone's excited you're here. Darren, thanks for giving me 25 minutes of your time. I really appreciate it. But before I let you go, so Norse Nation knows how to follow the new head coach. On social media, how can they uh, how can they find Darren Horn? Wow, that's a great question. I think it's at Darren underscore Horn at Darren underscore Horn on um, social media. We'll be uh, trying to get some stuff out. More more important uh, to follow our Norse basketball website. We're we're not there yet. Again, we're we're uh, taking our time with the most important things, but we want to make sure we have a great social media presence. Uh, moving forward so look for that here the uh, next coming weeks and months excellent looking forward to darren all the best man i look forward to working with you for a couple years my friend okay thanks a lot